Listening Dog Media. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Heal Is Real podcast with Abby Eastwood and Debbie Mack. Hello and welcome to the Heal Is Real podcast. I am Abby Eastwood and this is the lovely Debbie Mack. And this is the lovely Laura, who uh, we spoke to um, in the previous episode of the Heal Is Real podcast. We spoke to her on, uh, well, it was, it was about two months ago, basically, Laura, wasn't it? And that was before you explanted. Can I just say, before we start anything, you look amazing! You Thank do. You. I feel me. I absolutely feel amazing. Um, he's been so easy. Yeah. Um, it's it's just been so easy. That's the only thing I can say. Um, it's been five weeks today since I had it. Um, obviously the build up to it was um stressful and anxious because of the way I was feeling, but also mm. I was just really paranoid about dying under anaesthetic for some reason. That just the anxiety with that just was really full on um but from the minute i got put out until now everything has just been plain sailing it's just been so easy can we just have a quick reminder of what your symptoms were i don't want you to um disclose um exactly which ones are gone yet we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later but but if you can remember your all of your symptoms can you just reel them off for us now yeah, anxiety, brain fog, overwhelm. Um, my two major ones were psoriasis all over my body. Um, so arms, legs, back, um, my bum, my feet, everywhere. Um, and then the joint and the muscle pain. Um, to the point, majority of it was in my shoulders and my knees. Um, but also my wrist and my jaw. I couldn't eat because of the jaw. Um, but yeah, come seven o'clock at night, I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I couldn't get up the stairs. I, um, mm. I was gone. Yeah. That, that's quite common actually. They were, they were the main ones. There was lots of other ones. Yeah. I found that I had the same thing of, it would all really hit in the evening. And that was why they then said that I had rheumatoid arthritis, which as you all know, I still don't really believe that I have, but, um, it's that thing, doesn't it? You you know you've got to get everything done in the day because otherwise when it comes to the evening, everything starts to shut down. Yes, exactly that. Come seven o'clock and I was done. There was nothing more I could do. And did you find a lot of the ladies that we speak to say that in the lead up to the operation, like the week or two weeks before, did you find that things started to get worse you felt like things were getting worse because that's how I felt I felt like I was crawling towards that update oh it can't come quickly enough yeah I mean I'm you know you get these people that count down to holidays yeah. 
like 80 days, 79 days, 78 days. I've never been one of them people whatsoever. Apart from this, I counted down to the operation. I'm like, 22 days, 21 days, yeah. 20 days. So I was counting down and then it was just like, okay. Then it got to hours. Um, I, I, I'd had enough. Um, I don't know if we mentioned in the previous one about the uplift compared to just having the explant. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to have the uplift, I'd have to wait until September, which I just wasn't ready to do. Whereas I could get the explant done without an uplift in April. So that's what I pushed forward for. So that was, I just couldn't wait long enough. It just had to happen now, to happen now. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That's kind of a big thing for women, isn't it? Where you're so concerned about what you're going to be left with and what you're going to look like after the operation. That sort of adds to the anxiety of everything else that you've got going on prior to, to having the operation. Coming out the other side, how are you feeling about your body now? I was so paranoid that I'd end up with, excuse my French, but snooker balls in socks. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be left with very much because before I had them done, I was a 34B. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had them done, I went to a 34D. Before the operation, I was a 34H. So I'd grown wow. quite a lot in that time. Wow. So I was like, what what size am I? What will I be left with? What what was in there? I didn't because I'd had them for so long, I didn't even know the size of them that was inside. Um until obviously you took them out. Um but yeah, I mean, straight afterwards they do say um they are obviously swollen. And what kind of got me was gurgling sound where you you know, you could hear it and that was all the air inside. And now that that's settled down, um I'm still I'm still probably a D. Wow. I've still got quite wow. a lot left afterwards. I am and jealous honestly, of you. Before, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Honestly, before, one was a good one was a good two cup size bigger than the other one. And they seem to eat have equaled out randomly. That's amazing, wow. isn't it? That is really amazing. Yeah, I don't know how that has happened. I've got so many questions for you. I want to know about the operation. I want to know um uh, how people have reacted to your story of, um, of you know, I'm fine now. Uh, and also, obviously, we want to know about the symptoms that are now gone. But let's take you back right now to that day of the operation. And obviously, you woke up and were no doubt feeling anxious as all of us are going into an operation like that. Um, how did you feel as soon as you came round, as soon as you woke up? I, w- I was relieved. Um, I wasn't in bed. I mean, obviously, I was still under anaesthetic and uh, still come around with a bit of um, painkillers. Um, but the actual pain of it was less than what it was before. I mean, it seems so silly since you've been cut open and you're having an operation, but I was in less pain than what I was before I went down for surgery. Yeah. Um, and it stayed like that, constantly stayed like that. Painkiller-wise, um, they tell you to keep up an ibuprofen and paracetamol, but I did that for about three, four days. And then it was only doing it because he said to carry on doing it. Um, but I didn't need them whatsoever. And I didn't have drains either. And did you have a total capsulectomy? Yes. I have pictures if you want to see them. Oh, we'll have that for Instagram. Thank you very much. Yes. Love pictures. Because um, you, you, your surgeon was Guy Stern, who um, who is obviously a very reputable surgeon and he's talked about a lot in the community. And we've asked him to come on the podcast, but he says he's not really into doing podcasts and stuff, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, he's cl- clearly very good at what he's he the does. Original. You're very 
the, the original. Uh, you're very happy with your results as well. What were the implants like when they were taken out? Were they ruptured? Were they covered in gunk? Had they turned yellow? What happened? <laughs> Are you ready and for remind this? Us oh, how long, and remind us again how long they were in for. So roughly 20 years. Okay. Okay. Roughly. So I'd say between 19 and 22, but I had them done at Transform and they don't keep records anything over six years. So I don't actually know. It's so bad. Go on. <laughs> but when I had them in, I was a size eight. So I was a little tiny, skinny little thing and with these big boobs. Now, when Guy took them out, there was actually two, myself and another lady getting them both explanted on the same day. And get this, both of us, both implants, were back to front. <gasps> no way. Both of us on the same day. He called it Flipping Tuesday. It's like both of them are flipped around. <laughs> so they were flat at the front and the round bit at the back. So were they put in like that or did they turn around over time? No. It, it turned around over time. Oh. I mean, like I say, when I had them done, I was a size eight. You would have seen. You really were. I was tiny. I have never heard of that, ever. Both me and another lady on the same day. Hers was done before mine. Both of them on the same day. It, it, they both had flipped round. Yeah, I, I have heard of that. I've, I have How seen unusual. it. She hadn't had them done at the same place by any chance, had she? No, no, no. Because obviously, I mean, I'm Manchester-based. I had them done in Birmingham and she was from London. Right. Yeah. And what about the state of them? How strange. Were they, were they intact? Did they look how they looked? Well, well, you know, how new implants look. How how were they? Yeah, mine, mine were textured. Um, I cannot remember the size of them, um, but it will be on the picture. Um, no, they were all intact. They were all fine. Yeah. I mean, that's that's brilliant. That's brilliant that they hadn't ruptured and that they were all, that you didn't have all of that to go through as well. The worry that silicon had leaked into your body. Although you say, you say this, I've just been to Thailand and my sister-in-law had had a boob job <laughs> a week before we went, which was, um, just a bit like the, oh. the, the <laughs> elephant in the room kind of thing, because she knows about the podcast and all of that. Um, but she said the surgeon removed them and they were absolutely fine. They were in perfect condition, um, to which I didn't say, because it's too late. She's just had it done. It's pointless saying anything. But mine were in perfect condition. And so many ladies that I know, their implants removed and they were in perfect condition, but they've been really ill. It doesn't all... Oh, Laura's showing us the picture on the... Uh, She's just showing us. Yeah, okay. Wow. So they yeah, they're just a little bit discoloured, which is what happens naturally when they're in the body anyway. So Yeah. They were three forties. You know what the discoloration is, don't you? Is it something to do with the dye? It's to do with um I was told it's to do with the iodine that they rub over the implants before they put them in. And I think iodine is something is like a, a some kind of cleanser. I, I may be completely wrong, but that is what somebody told me before and that's why they all go yellow because the iodine is yellow mine are not yellow uh mine i know obviously mine were in for six months true uh, but mine mine are in the cupboard and they're not yellow i could literally sell them on if i wanted to it's not a bad idea you know could get, get them on ebay for five <laughs> grand they're probably only worth like 250 <laughs> the capsule was quite thin yeah in areas it was wasn't it hmm maybe that's where yours just kept moving was it jed my surgeon that said that he found that the thinner the capsule 
them more common, the BII. It's one of the theories, isn't it, that if you've got a thin capsule, Mm. then you will suffer a little bit more. But I look at a lot of videos, slightly obsessed, on social media of the removal of implants and and there are ladies on there that are really poorly and they they have to get the scissors right into these capsules and they're really thick. Well, that's what I thought mine would be after 20 20 years. years, That's a good point as well. The capsule's got to be really thick and it wasn't and in in places you know like you can see straight through it but he managed to get them all out which is really good that's great news so let's talk about this is the bit so how did you feel when you came out how were your symptoms in the sense of did you notice anything go straight away you ready for this right so obviously (laughs) manchester and birmingham which isn't far but it's still a good two hours in the car and I remember having them in and every single bump, it hurt. Every single movement, I, I was just dreading the drive back. Um, but I was just like, it didn't, it doesn't, it didn't put any drains in. And literally the only thing I had over the scar was just some uh, medical tape. Mm. Just that, that was it. And I was like, how, how? Surely I should be covered in bandages and drains coming out and everything. He's like, no, no, you're fine. Just watch, don't lift your arms up. You'll be fine. So I'm like, on the way home, what am I going to do? And I'm like, holding on to them. And <laughs> do you know what? It was perfectly fine. Absolutely. There was there was nothing. I don't know if it because I had them in when I was so much younger or because they were being stretched and now they weren't. But the drive home was easy peasy. Wow. Um, Since getting back home, I sent you pictures, didn't I, Debbie, um, of my arms. Um, yeah. That was 48 hours afterwards. So all the psoriasis has completely gone out of my scalp, out on my arms, um, still a little bit on the on my shins, on the front of my legs. But I do put that down to, yeah, they made me wear stockings for 10 days, you know, the horrible yeah. nylon stockings. So they weren't getting any air to them. Um, but they, they are, they're probably 50% better, but everywhere else it's just gone. Oh, the joint pain this. is all gone. <laughs> I can open my mouth. <laughs> My wrist is gone, my knees are gone, my shoulder, all the joint pain is completely gone. That's insane, but amazing. And exactly what we had said, didn't we, Debs, when we spoke to you before, Laura, we said, you know, you're going to find that so many things go. Oh, I just love it. Mind blown, as always. Even the sleeping, like, I had to sleep for an hour and a half every day. You know, come five o'clock, I'd have to nap. None of that, full of energy now. Like every every single thing I had has gone apart from the psoriasis down my, my shin. But like I say, my, your legs don't get any air this time of year anyway. Um, but that's about 50% better. But everywhere else, gone. You must be so relieved. And what about, you said one of your big symptoms was anxiety. Gone. Gone, completely gone. Brain because I, gone. I find it really gone. interesting, the fact that so many women that that have breast implants say that they they do feel anxious all the time. They, they just feel like they're... They're, they're just so tense uh, and and they can't pinpoint why. I've got a friend of mine who has them who who says, oh, and I, I just don't understand it. And I'm, I'm waiting for my moment with her uh, to, to, to say what I want, exactly what I want to say to her because she's got fibromyalgia as well. Um, but I, and I felt like as soon as they were out and it, it wasn't just a, a, a mental thing of, oh, they're out now and I'm relieved. There definitely was a, a physical sense of my body just relaxing, and and I I yeah. really even now still still really appreciate that feeling, um, and I don't think I'll ever take it for granted because I think they do make you feel so bloody anxious. <laughs> they do, and my social calendar for the last year has been 
very, very limited. I've cancelled going to places. I've made excuses. I've I've been pretty much a hermit for the last year. And then these last couple of weeks, I've joined a new gym. I've booked in two more holidays. I've booked in seeing friends I've not seen for ages because I feel like I want to go out there now and see people and, and start enjoying my life. And I think when you know that you've not when you, you know, the the old saying, you know, you don't appreciate your health until it's gone. It's gone. And it's so true. Like now, I, I mean, even the food that I'm eating, the drinks that I'm drinking, the the supplements I'm taking, anything that I can do to try and better my body and say no to bad things, because I do obviously believe a lot of it, well, most of it is to do with the implants, but I also believe it's how you treat your body as well. Yeah. And I think when you're down and fed up, it's easy just to have a takeaway. Yeah. And, and a bar of chocolate. I mean, I'm not I'm not a drinker anyway, but it, yeah, the the chocolate or just, just to try and make yourself feel better. But I think when you do feel better, you're less inclined to do those things. Definitely. And also that thing of um, not wanting to go out because at that seven o'clock mark, you know that your jaw's going to hurt, your body's going to ache. So there's no point going out because you're not going to enjoy yourself anyway. You're going to be, you know sat there in pain, really just wanting to go home. Yeah, completely. So, I mean, I can't even believe it's five weeks. It just feels like, it's like I've got my life back overnight. What have your friends said about your story and your amazing recovery? (laughs) The thing is, I've not held back. I've been telling people and I think talking to women is a different thing than talking to men. But then once once you do open the conversation, I've not thought about it like that. And, And when they've seen how much upbeat I am and how how I'm moving physically better than what I did they're all like maybe it was your boobs I was like there's no maybe about it It was (laughs) exactly because this literally is just like a light bulb that's gone off overnight yeah um it's definitely got people thinking about it for sure so for any woman that's listening to this that questions that their implants might be the cause of their ill health what would you say to them oh I'd say yes it is (laughs) Simple as that. <laughs> Let's get to the point. Um, it's it's that my best friend is in a similar situation to me and she she's really, really paranoid thinking that her boobs are her identity and that once they're taken away, she will be flat-chested and she will feel less feminine. And But she's seen me on this journey and she's, she's starting to get poorly, but she's nowhere near where I was. And I just hope that over the time that she doesn't get to the point where I got to, but it got to the point where I don't care what I'm left with. I don't care if they were snooker balls in socks. I just needed to get better. And yeah. I just hope that some women get to the point where they realise that they're bad for you before it's they get to the point where they're, they're desperate like I was. I think that there are many, many women that are just a little bit ill with them. Um, and they obviously maybe don't realise it's the boobs or they acknowledge that it is. I was speaking to a friend of mine who said she was talking to somebody with breast implants who actually said, I think my implants are making me ill, but I'm not getting them out because I'll look like a 12-year-old boy without them, which blows my mind. But I was obviously so ill <laughs> that I it was just not even an option for me to keep them in. And that friend... Um, she has also got breast implants and she constantly has chest infections. And I will say to her, well, you know what I think? And, and she'll say, it's not my tits. It's not my tits. It bloody is your tits. <laughs> it's so obvious your immune system is compromised and you keep getting ill because of it. it it's so obvious. I'll tell you what as well. I'll tell you something that you will notice as you uh, as as you go 
away on holiday about the body image and everybody being scared about looking like a boy. I mean, I was the same. I was like, I'm going to be flat chested. I have never felt sexier than the holiday I've just had. Um, and I just didn't care anymore. And I am very flat chested, but I just wore um, a nice little bikini that had a ruffle. And actually, I found a really nice one from Victoria's Secrets that had some gel in it, which was brilliant and gave a little lift. But the amount of women around the pool that had breast implants, and I could tell they had breast implants and they looked so unnatural. I was just like, I feel really good about myself because mm. I feel like a 1970s kind of James Bond-esque woman coming out of a freaking um, the sea. Whereas there was one woman, they were so big, it was on par with Katie Price. It was it was it was one of those things where everybody around the pool was kind of sort of pulling a face of like, oh, that's not very that's not very attractive. It looked awful. So, you know, I, I think going back to being natural is is the way forward. I feel so much confident, more confident with them now. And something that my mum keeps saying to me, which is, <laughs> God bless her, she says, you look normal now. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I look normal? And she's like, well, before it was just so top heavy. And I, I, I suppose I get that, but because I've had them for so long and also I'm not stooping as much, I'm, I'm, my posture's getting better as well. So yeah definitely just get them out yeah and abby you didn't tell me that you'd got a bikini from victoria's secret um because i keep banging on about victoria's secret after going in there and they measured me to be a 32c yeah. and i was like nice one uh because marks and spencer said i was a 34a oh, and and i got a bikini from victoria's secret and this is not an ad for victoria's secret but if you have got no. very little boobs get yourself in there because i got a padded bikini yeah. and they do a bra called the incredible bra which isn't underwired and it gives you a bit of shape and honestly I wish I'd have discovered them before I booked that bloody operation because I feel like it yeah. gives me a little bit of shape and that's all I wanted and if you are really teeny 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 tiny like me I would go to the pink section which is the teenage section which is where I went and you just get small, medium or large. And so I'm just a small, which is great because there is no 32A or B or C because I am not a cup size. There is no cup size for my boobies. <laughs> it hasn't been invented yet. It's so tiny, you can't even see it. So um, go to the teenage section. So it's anyone that's worrying. Oh, but it's great that you found something Yay! that fits. Yeah. One thing that I was adamant that because I was so large that I wouldn't, I would, what I would be left with would be horrendous. And I was very, very adamant that I was going to have the uplift. But obviously, due to timing and with me being so poorly that I decided not to go for the uplift. I decided just to get them out and then I worry about the uplift next year or whenever. I was just like, this is just what I need to do. Now, I wouldn't want an uplift. So anybody who's thinking they have to have an uplift with it, I don't need one. Yeah. It's surprisingly how much they spring back and how fluffier, if that's the word, mm. that they are. Yeah. It, just don't rush into having the uplift if you don't if you think you really needed it which I really thought I did I don't at all I'm not going to have one the body truly is an amazing thing I think that's great advice mm. <laughs> well it's the same it's as having like a, baby, a baby isn't it your belly shrinks <laughs> but it's never the same you can live with it you're not going to go and have a tummy tuck so yeah yeah Oh, well, this this has been amazing oh. <laughs> and it's been so great to see you looking so smiley and glowy and just happy oh. with what you've been left with after having those horrible things taken out of you. And yeah, congratulations. Yeah. I feel like I should say congratulations, Laura. Welcome to the <laughs> other side. It's a happy place to be. <laughs> One last thing I've forgotten about as well is weight loss. 
So I've, I've lost half a stone and I've not done anything. <laughs> my legs, my ankles aren't swollen. My face isn't, my wrists aren't. The inflammation's just kind of going each day. Just goes to show how much inflammation was in your body. And then it's coming out as psoriasis. No. You know, it's, it's basically saying, look, I don't know where else to go with this inflammation. Honest, there's not one bad thing about it at all. Oh, I just want to jump down through the screen and give you a great big hug. Well, she, she lives closer to me, so I'm going to meet up with her for a coffee and I'll give her a hug from both of us, okay? <laughs> Thank you, babe. Sounds great. <laughs> Uh, Laura, thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. And we had a funny feeling when we did the first part of this interview that this was how it would pan out. But you just never know. And I'm I'm so pleased to no. see you so happy and healthy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm so pleased. And thank you to you guys, because obviously I started listening to the podcast only, only a couple of months before my actual explant. So, um, and I actually found you guys by somebody sharing it in America. Whoa. So you just don't know how far. Yes, that's that's how I came across you. Amazing. Um, which is weird because me and Debbie have got connections anyway, but that wasn't how it came about. Um, so yeah, let's get this message far and wide. So thank you very, very much for having me. Oh, no, thank you for sharing. The Heal is Real podcast with Abby Eastwood and Debbie Mack. Thanks to the lovely Laura for sharing her story with us. And if you are interested in seeing any of the photographs that she was talking about and showing Debs and I during that episode, all you have to do is pop on over to our Instagram page, The Heal Is Real podcast, and we'll have them all up there for you to have a look at. So next week, we are going to be speaking to Alex. Alex is not her real name. Uh, the reason we're changing her name and her voice, which I'll get on to in a moment, uh, is because she is a whistleblower. She worked for one of the big um, breast implant companies in the UK, and she is coming on to tell us about what goes on behind the scenes. Um, we have changed her voice. Initially, when we changed her voice, she sounded very much like... Uh, Lloyd Grossman, who lives in a house like this? But uh, we've changed it. We've we've upped the pitch a little bit, and although she still sounds a little bit odd, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's going to be fine. Um, so let's uh, have a little taster of what is coming up on the next episode of the Heal Is Real podcast. I was told that when you're looking around the room of patients sitting there, okay, before they come into you as the patient coordinator, here's what you need to bear in mind. And this was from the head trainer. The women that are sitting there with a nice handbag and look quite smart, you're going to have to work a lot harder for them to part with their money. The best ones that you can get in when you see them on your initial consultation over the phone or, you know, over the Zoom or whatever, the best ones to get in front of the surgeon are, quote, the rough ones. Because the rough <gasps> ones... Oh my goodness. That they will, and this is another exact quote, sculpt back to drug dealer Dave, borrow the money any which way they can to make sure they get what they want. You see, it's going to be a good one. We'll see you next week.